I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Peace and Power, this is Eva Point Live, and I'm up in the studio with the award-winning documentary film producer, Raheem Shabazz. Guest hosting tonight with the brother for another episode of Necessary Blackness. Also in the studio with us is a representative and active member of the Urban Survival Preparedness Institute, the STP Movement, the National Coalition to Combat Police Terrorism, the Black August Organizers Committee, Freedom Home Academy, Siafu Youth Corps, and the author of How to Build a People's Army, the one and only Kalanji Jamachenga is in the building with us. Welcome, brother, to the show. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here with the dealers. Everybody good? Everybody good. We good over here on this side. Let's run it. We bless today's topic. Uh, we're all talking about it. Every channel, every news station is talking about it, but we're going to talk about how to survive it. This inauguration of Satan is tonight's topic. So brace yourselves. Take out that piece of paper, that pen. Tell them what they can expect, Raheem. Uh, you can expect a lot. You can expect a lot of um, dialogue. You can expect a lot of solutions, you know, because anytime we get on, when we talk, we want to be solution-oriented. And um, I just want folks to know and understand that um, you don't have to fear Trump. Mm. You know, this is, uh, we we in a trying time, uh, and we in dire need of directions, but we don't need leadership. We got to look for leadership within ourselves, you know, um, Going from a, from Bush to Obama to now Trump is almost like having stage three cancer, then going in remission, and now we at stage four. Mm. But there's a solution to that problem, and that's why we got our good brother Kalanji Changa up here. And uh, we're going to get right into it. We ain't going to waste no time. No time at all. Kalanji, give them, give them a taste of what they can expect to hear and learn in this next hour. Man. Uh, what can you expect to hear and learn in the next hour? I don't even know myself. I'm going with the spirit of the creator, and we rolling, we rumbling, and we're going to deal with it as we come. So expect that. Expect the unexpected. All right. We're going to expect all of that and more. Like I said, take out your pen, your paper. You're going to want to take some notes because we've got some intelligent brothers in the house that are willing to share their knowledge with you. Right here, Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. It's already going down. It's necessary blackness. Stay tuned. Necessary Blackness Podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. She Crave, unique handmade products made with essence and divine love. She Crave takes pride in delivering carefully handcrafted bath and body favorites, unique handmade jewelry, and custom and designed apparel. A boutique for the confident. We are committed to quality and warm customer service. 
Visit our online store at SheCrave.com and stay connected at Facebook.com slash SheCraveStyle and on Instagram at SheCrave. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Gretz Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. What's up, you all? This is your girl, Miss Mia Shade Walker, author, editor, publisher, and educator. I am hosting my very first free online writer's workshop course next Sunday, January 22nd at 8 p.m. and the following Sunday, January 29th at 8 p.m. You can register at youngblackandfearless.com. If this is the year for you to write and publish that book you've been talking about, then you need to be in this course. That's youngblackandfearless.com. On that website, you can also get a copy of my book, Young Black Fearless, The Seven-Step Guide to Activism. And if you'd also like a candle to go with that, an ancestor candle with your favorite ancestor on your favorite scent, you can reach us at Scent Messages on Instagram and Twitter. That's S-C-E-N-T Messages on Instagram and Twitter. And if you need to reach me for any of your book needs, editing, publishing, writer's coaching, I am available at Miss Mia Shade on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's M-I-S-S-N-I-A-S-A-D-E. Peace and light, y'all. Hey, Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404-493-0523. True Detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those HE washers. Just one ounce removes dirt, brightens fabrics, and leaves each load with a clean, fresh scent. Best of all, True contains no animal products, and it's safe for sensitive skin. Follow us on social media, True Detergent ATL. Welcome back. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast with your host, Raheem Shabazz, and our co-host, Eve Reporting Live, and our special guest, Kalanji Changa. So like I said, we're going to get right into it. We're not going to waste no time. Now, Kalanji, there's a lot of news that's being reported about Donald Trump and him meeting with certain individuals in the community. Um, a lot of these individuals are not stakeholders. They're uh, rappers, former athletes, and most recently, uh, Steve Harvey. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, like like uh, like I say, man, you know, uh, you know, with the king, the king always need court justice. You know what I mean? So we know that they are some of the finest court justices uh, that money can buy. You know what I mean? So you know, I'm not I'm not even upset or mad with them because of the fact that you know they're doing their job. You know what I mean? Clowns supposed to you know jiggle, jam, dance, and you know, and 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 and, and, and smile. 
you know, grin. You know, that's that's the that's the job of the justice. You know, but the problem with the court justice, what the court justice don't understand, is the court justice when uh, when the rulership falls, when 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 the leadership falls, and the court justice. You know, he got to go down in that same ship. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's that's one of the issues that uh, some folks ain't looking at. I mean, what what do you say to those celebrities who feel like they're doing something for the people that they're at least you know doing something? Uh, I mean, some of them might feel like this is a good move, a good look to at least hear what the the the, the satanic president has to say. See, part of the, part of the issue with with our people is they don't know how to stay in their lane. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you stay in your lane and don't, don't won't be no accidents. You know what I mean? Our people want to be seen. Our people want to be heard. You know what I mean? Our people want to let their egos fly, you know, when they should just be taking a slow walk. Mm. You know what I mean? You know you don't represent the people, so you don't have the right to stand up before them and, and run your mouth. Mm. You know what I mean? You Absolutely. know that your job is to be a clown. So make a motherfucker <laughs> chuckle. That's your job. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't get up talking politics because you, that's not your arena. But what about those celebrities that have the same, uh, I, I guess, will that um, the Queen Nina Simone had? You know, I saw a video of her talking about how, you know, I don't care how good I sing, how good I act. I'm about my people first. It's not about my ability to sing. It's not about my, my, my gifts. I need to be about my people. And what about these celebrities that are, you know, turning over a new leaf and they want to be about their people? What should they be doing if not meeting with Trump? Where are they at? And if they're serious about it, they realize that Trump represents empire. You understand what I'm saying? An empire, you can't negotiate with a thief. You can't negotiate with a robber. You can't negotiate with a murderer. You can't negotiate with a, uh, a kidnapper. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's not intelligent. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you think you're doing something, then you start where you're supposed to start, in the grassroots. You start with the people. You can't make no, cut no deals with a cat that, that don't respect uh, uh, the powerless. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Power respects power. You know what I mean? So, uh, in fact, I, I would even go as far as saying, you know, uh, we might be doing um, Nina Simone a disservice to put some of these lames in the same vein as her because of the fact that they touch a microphone. You understand what I'm saying? Nina Simone was a unique situation. Nina Simone was around folks like Fulani Sunni Ali. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, one of our great ancestors. She was around folks like H. Rap Brown, now mm-hmm. Imam Jamil Alameen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, who was a political prisoner. You know what I mean? She was around folks like Stokely Carmichael. So it was a whole different program. See, the artists and the entertainers back in the day, they knew where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Folks like James Brown, he knew that he wasn't black leadership. So all he could do is echo the sentiments of the community. He said that I'm black and I'm proud. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't get up and say, I represent black leadership. Mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, when he said, what's going on? He didn't jump up to say, I'm about to lead somebody or I'm about to go meet with uh, Lyndon Johnson or whoever. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These artists today, they don't recognize their place. And, and, and part of the issue as well is we have to understand that the black community in America is the only community in the world that will sit up, sit back and allow their entertainers to represent them without any type of reciprocity. Right. They will allow them to represent them without sticking their foot in their ass. You understand what I'm saying? They would allow them to stand up and say whatever they want to say. There's a few artists out there that we respect, and, and, and we respect them because of the fact that they respect the politics. 
They respect structure. They respect what's going on in the streets. They're not getting up trying to act like uh, they the, the the new UEP uh, new. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying they 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 play their role. Um, a brother Che Guevara, he said the role of the artist or the role of the propagandist is just as important as the role of the guerrilla. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? What that simply means is that we recognize that you have a voice. We recognize that by you having this voice, more people are going to gravitate towards what you're saying. But when the people come to you, you know you're not the fighter, so you send them to the, to the people that fight. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just because you like boxing don't mean you get your monkey ass in the ring. Mm -hmm. Just because you watched a couple fights. Right. All of this reminds me of like Trump having all these meetings. It reminds me of what happened here in Atlanta just a few months ago when the protesters took uh, the man the uh, mayor's mansion. They 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 walked into Buckhead up to the mayor's mansion and protest. Uh, I'm sorry, the governor's mansion, and they they sat there and they settled for the mayor. Like the governor was out of the country or something like that, and so they settled for a meeting with the mayor. And now you have all these. Uh, the protesters or activists, if you want to call them, meeting with the mayor, but they haven't even met with the organizations that have that were doing all the groundwork. Like we had to call an emergency meeting before that mayor's meeting occurred so that we could try to see, are we even on the same page? Do we even know what we want to uh, tell the mayor? Uh, you won on a governor's mansion, but you settled for a meeting with the mayor. Was that even the goal? Like so many things are happening and it's such a, it's at such a fast pace, but we're settling for, you know, these crumbs, I feel, sometimes. Speaking of uh, settling for crumbs, right, we know that we just celebrated Martin Luther King's birthday. And um, I find it real troubling that his son decided to meet with Donald Trump on his father's birthday when this man, days before that, disrespected um, what we will call a civil rights icon, John Lewis. What are your thoughts now? It's a difference between an entertainer and someone such as Martin Luther King Jr. Like him meeting with Trump and what's going on in the situation. Can you round that up for us in like one minute? Well, <clears throat> first of all, Martin Luther King III, what is, the third, what is he known for? Nothing but the name Martin Luther King. That's number one. Number two, um, you know, he's an opportunist. He used the opportunity of his, his father's he used his father's uh, legacy to, uh, to to sit down and, and grin and cheese for a photo op with this cat. Um, Martin Luther King III, I go on record as saying that he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> Let me just start by saying that. You know what I mean? He's in the truest form. Here it is. His father was talking about uh, going to the mountaintop. And <clears throat> he's settling for jumping off the damn cliff backwards and bumping his big bagel ass head. Right? So you sitting here, we, we got to know that Trump is a he's a player. He plays Monopoly and he plays chess. Mm -hmm. And right now he's playing chess with these Negroes and he's totally disrespecting us mm -hmm. because of the fact he's not interested in meeting with the folks from the grassroots. He's interested in meeting with washed up um, uh, entertainers who, who spend their time uh, dancing around for the camera. You know what I mean? Who spend their time trying to... Uh, 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 jiggle for white folks, you know what I mean? That's that's what's going on right now. He doesn't. He's not interested in in, in meeting with any uh, true black leadership because of the fact that he doesn't respect any leadership because there is no black leadership when it comes to him. 
You understand what I'm saying? So what he's doing right now, all of these Negroes who spoke out against him when he was running, when he was campaigning, he making them all come in there and kiss the ring. You know, this right <laughs> here, this is it's, it's ironic. We talk about mm -hmm. King. There was a time when uh, Mark, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had met with, uh, with J. Edgar Hoover. And they talked about how he went in the door to meet with J. Edgar Hoover. And J. Edgar Hoover had some things on him. He had some information on, on Dr. King's infidelity. So what happened was the secretary for J. Edgar Hoover said King went in one door and came out the next, out the other door. And when the press asked him, he said, well, how was your meeting with uh, J. Edgar Hoover? Dr. King replied, uh, uh, Mr. Hoover's a great man. Mm. Just like you seeing these Negroes right now. You notice that uh, Trump meets mm. with all kinds of folks. Mm. You don't hear about the white folks he's meeting with. Right. Every time these black folks, he meet one of these Negroes, one of these house niggas, these handkerchief head, Uncle Tom ass niggas. What he do? He, he parades them out in front of the media and say, this is our good friend such and such. Isn't that right, uh, Steve Harvey? And Steve Harvey with his Big ass teeth standing there looking like 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 uh some shoe polish lip sucker standing up there, uh, oh yeah, he, I think he's gonna do a good job. You understand what I'm saying? We should give this man a chance. How silly do you sound talking about we should give this man a chance? But like we got a damn choice on how what kind of chance we gonna give him. He's the president of the fucking United States of America. You ain't got no choice if you live here but to give his ass a chance, whether you like it or not. You know what I mean? But you got these cats like Steve Harvey and uh, MLK the Third, and there'll be a few other Negroes that'll be marching their monkey asses to uh, Trump Tower to uh, do some photo ops. You know what I mean? Well, Trump's having his meetings, and we know we need to have ours, and that's what we're going to talk about. What kind of meetings do we need to have? What conversations need to be had in the black households in this country and maybe around the world? We'll talk about all that and more with Raheem Shabazz, Kalanji, Jama Changa, and your girl, Eva reporting live in the building. This is Necessary Black. She done put her reparations in a handbag. He done spent his reparations on his swag swag. A black nigga put your fortunes in a sandbag. Laugh at your misfortune, then we put it in a hashtag. Ain't no leaders, only leisure, only reapers. Ain't no sowers. They get higher, we get lower. Damn, it's over. If racism ain't a color, then it's damn show in the class. Got the racists on each other. You got niggas, then it's blacks. You got crackers, then it's white. Separated by the green at the fire. Make the president a black guy. It ain't no reason why you shouldn't have success, right? Uh, 40 acres and a mule. I spent my reparations on the jeweler. I bought a timepiece. Now ain't no looking back. Now ask the motherfuckers what the fuck they looking at. To a Robert F. William, fill him. Devil got me sick to my stomach. Ooh, word to Elijah Muhammad. Ooh, I don't give a damn what the preacher ever tell y'all. Jesus Muhammad ain't coming. Ooh, I'ma tell y'all what the ancestors should've did when they sent the first boat coming. Yeah, killed every man child woman. Yeah, killed every damn thing wanted. Yeah, killed everything if it look European. Send it back to the queen like hope. You ever step your foot in Kimmy, bitch? We slit your throat. We sent them funny fuckboy preacher types back to the pope. Fuck is you a fuck your Zeus fuck Medusa. This the school of Chaka Zula. Fast forward to the future. Chopper do you when they dying and they crying and we screaming hallelujah when them crackers ask why. Say we did it, follow me, motherfucker. Uh, 40 
me? Who the fuck are you? I've been to me. No cracker see me on him again. Say ass at the jump, middle finger the trunk. Fuck the police, they crooked as they come. They put you over and know you legit. Ask you for your license when you reaching, they dumb. Now the prison yard like the kind fear. House nigga snitching that what got him killed. Nigga thought he made it cause he got a deal. First album pulled the bin out of here. Not quite though, back to selling blows. 24s, I'm gonna send it here. Learn, stay silent. Learn more for these streets they did in they college. I'm certified, don't murder guy. But my nigga still off civilized. Kill for anything for civil right. Be the murder case, cause a nigga like me. Heard it from the king, from the king. What you mean, bitch? Trip my 40 acres for my mule and my neck. Reparations on the jeweler I bought a timepiece Now ain't no looking back Now ask the motherfuckers What the fuck they looking at Reporting live, and we still back with Kalanji Changa, and we're going to talk about the conversation that needs to be had in each and every household, and what we got to do to combat anything that your president, not my president, Donald Trump, thinks he's going to do to stop the black progress. So, what's going on, Kalanji? Talk to us. Hey, man. I mean, you know, the reality is. You know, it's, it's nothing new under the sun. We have to uh, continue to prepare. Uh, most of us have been preparing. Most of us have been studying, have been uh, training and getting ourselves in order, at least the folks I know. I don't really deal with too many folks who are on, on the same page. You know, people talk about Trump like he's some uh, Wizard of Oz or some shit. Like he's this magical evil demon that's going to come and crush all that, 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 that enters the sphere. The reality is... Uh, We've been, this particular country, the United States of America, has been at war 224 of the 241 years it's, it's been in existence. You know, all of these presidents have been straight up evil. You know what I mean? Whether you talk about Lyndon Johnson, whether you talk about Nixon, Reagan, both Bushes, Clinton, or if you talk about Obama. You know what I mean? Obama launched more motherfucking drones than any other president. You know what I mean? He killed uh, hundreds and thousands of folks with drone attacks, grandmothers, babies, so on and so forth. So the reality is with Trump, you know, Trump is like the, the, the big bad wolf. He the mouthpiece, you know what I mean? He the hype man. So he's hyping up all these rednecks. He's hyping up all of these uh, rich crackers. He's hyping up all these white folks that, that want to uh, live the American dream. And as we know, the American dream has always been a nightmare to us. You know, so our best bet is to... Think sovereign. Our best bet is to say, look, you know, I love my family. I, I love my, my cadre. I love my community. So we're going to begin to grow our own food. We're going to begin to educate our own youth, whether we take send them to an African centered school or we have a group homeschool situation. going. You know what I mean? We got to talk about uh, how we're going to teach our children how to utilize firearms. We're in Georgia right now. Georgia is one of those stand your ground states. Georgia is one of those states that you can have a firearm in your home, in your uh, car or in your place of business mm -hmm. without a permit. 
under the castle doctrine. You understand what I'm saying? So we got to utilize, you know, our, and like my mom used to say, we got to utilize our head for more than a hat rack. You understand what I'm saying? We got to create gun clubs. Instead of buying our babies all types of uh, uh, new Jordans and shit, Jordan 3s and all kinds of other dumb shit, instead of buying them all types of video games and all of that, we need to get them a gun. We need to take them to the range. We need to teach them how to uh, work knives. You know what I mean? We need to teach them how, how to fish, how to hunt, how to grow food. You know what I mean? That's what's realistic. You know, not just sitting around complaining about what this chump going to do. We know he's a racist. We know that... Uh, his, his cabinet is racist. He got uh, folks like Steve Bannon. He has folks like Jeff Sessions. You know what I mean? The, the resident racist crackers. Then he has uh, the, the, the resident House Negro, Ben Carson, and so many other folks who are working on behalf of white supremacy. So at this stage, it's all about self-preservation. So the, 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 the language that we should be speaking, if we're not talking about our survival and being prepared, we ain't saying shit. You mentioned from the beginning when you first started speaking the fact that, you know, some of us have been preparing despite who's been in the White House. But is, is Trump going to be the one who unites us? Are we finally, you know, we've, we've known that this government was, is not built for us. Some of us have always been taught that, you know, you know, the government is not going to save you. Don't depend on them. You, you know, you find a way on your own. But are we going to unite this time like, and not just do our own thing and keep ourselves above water? Is Trump going to be what causes us, you know, to come together? No. No, because no. you know what? I, I believe that those that are already united is the ones that's going to stay united. And then, you know, truthfully, we don't need to unite with everybody, mm -hmm. you know, and we got to understand that we could be uniform in our uh, belief, but we need to be unified in our struggle. You know, so we might not all agree on the same thing, but we can agree the one thing, that we're going to fight for the liberation of our people and victory is certain. And we can't do that with everybody. So we know who to unite with. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, you know, again, people talk about Trump like he's the, 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 the granddaddy of evil. You understand what I'm saying? Um, is he going to bring black folks together? First of all, black folks don't even want to be together. Let's not get it fucked up. You know what I mean? We talk all this, all this shit all the time about us uniting. Unite around what? We unite in the clubs sometimes, and we unite in the cemetery and in the jails. That's where we unite at. We unite when we unite it by force. The thing is, it's all about, again, training and being practical. The unfortunate situation with us is due to the post-traumatic slave syndrome that we have experienced, we realize we, we begin to uh, look at this shit like it's a fantasy. And that's why we, we become uh, handicapped or, or 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 crippled in our thinking. You know what I mean? We become uh, uh, dormant because of the fact that you know fear sets in. You know, so the reality is we we build our families up. From there, we build our community up. And from there, we, 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 we move on. But there's not going to be some type of fantasy unification where we all going to just get together and say, you know what? We're fighting against white folks. Because as you see, there are uh, uh, black faces in higher places who don't have a vested interest in the black community. Mm -hmm. Folks talk about Obama. You have folks hooping and crying and hollering and shit, talking about they're going to miss him. 
they're going to miss their overseer. You know what I mean? When the fact is, his experience and our experience is totally different. He wasn't a child of chattel slavery. He's a byproduct of white supremacy. Right. I love how you mentioned how we need to do what we got to do and move on, despite who is being the representative of you know what's challenging us. Um, we're going to talk more about what moving on looks like, what success looks like in the Black community when we return. This is Necessary Blackness. Don't touch that dial. It's Raheem Shabazz, E-Reporting Live, and Kalanji Jamachanka. Stay tuned for more. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Get your haircut with the latest styles today at Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. We're located in the city of Marietta at 903 Roswell Street. Ask for Robbie. Robbie's our general manager of our barbershop. Again, that's Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon, 903 Roswell Street in the beautiful city of Marietta, Georgia, where you can get all the latest cuts and styles, you know, so you can be looking fresh to death. Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. Hey Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404-493-0523. True Detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those HE washers. Just one ounce removes dirt, brightens fabrics, and leaves each load with a clean, fresh scent. Best of all, True contains no animal products and it's safe for sensitive skin. Follow us on social media, True Detergent ATL. What's up, you all? This is your girl, Miss Mia Sade Walker, author, editor, publisher, and educator. I am hosting my very first free online writer's workshop course next Sunday, January 22nd at 8 p.m. and the following Sunday, January 29th at 8 p.m. You can register at youngblackandfearless.com. If this is the year for you to write and publish that book you've been talking about, then you need to be in this course. That's youngblackandfearless.com. On that website, you can also get a copy of my book, Young Black Fearless, The Seven Step Guide to Activism. And if you'd also like a candle to go with that, an ancestor candle with your favorite ancestor on your favorite scent, you can reach us at Scent Messages on Instagram and Twitter. That's S-C-E-N-T Messages on Instagram and Twitter. And if you need to reach me for any of your book needs, editing, publishing, writer's coaching, I am available at Miss Mia Sade on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's M-I-S-S-N-I-A-S-A-D-E. Peace and light, y'all. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz-Welsing, and many, many more. 
The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. For the latest in urban gear, come to Franchise Clothing. We're at 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia, 30060. Again, for the latest hip-hop, urban, and streetwear, come to Franchise Clothing, 901 Roswell Street in Marietta, Georgia. Ask for Sheen Way, and she will help serve your needs. We have everything from Nike, Adidas, Prada. We have purses, everything that you're looking for as far as urban and hip-hop apparel. Again, that's Franchise Clothing, 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia. And we're back. This is Necessary Blackness. I am Eve, reporting live with Raheem Shabazz, Kalanji Jamachenko, also in the building. We are discussing how the black community survives today in 2017. What does success look like for our community? Kalanji. What does success look like for our community? That, that's, a, that's a real broad question. You know, um, success. I guess success to me would be, you know, self-determination, success in the black community. First and foremost, it would be us understanding what a community is, because most people that talk about community, we're, we're clueless to what community is because we've moved so far away from that. So um, it would be about us um, uniting with folks that are, that are family and cadre, so on and so forth. I think that we have a, a dream about uh, this big, uh, mass movement. And I think that those days are kind of dead. You know what I mean? I think that at this stage, we got to organize on small levels. So what's going to bring about success is when we're able to buy together, we're able to grow together, we're able to live amongst each other in harmony. I think success is when we start looking for leadership within ourselves and not outside of ourselves, as you know, black folks is known to do to look for leadership from these politicians that want to sell us the sizzle instead of the state. So I think we have to look within ourselves, you know, for leadership. And um, we are people that have been known to be successful. We have been a people that have been known to endure under strenuous circumstance. And like anything else, we're going to get through this. I think also with that to add on, you know, I hear folks say often just what you said as far as we have to look for leadership within ourselves. You know, everybody's not a leader. You know what I mean? And everyone's not going to be able to look within themselves and say, you know, um, I'm about to lead myself mm -hmm. on this journey. You know what I mean? That's kind of like us saying that we come from kings and queens. Mm -hmm. Every fucking body couldn't be royalty. Somebody had to be a servant. Somebody had to be a warrior, so on and so forth. So I think that there's not a problem. It's not a problem with leadership because of the fact that we all, any intelligent people are going to take leadership. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're going to take they're going to allow people to lead in certain directions because of the fact that none of us have all the answers. You know what I mean? Uh, the organizations that I'm a part of, you know, we have different positions. You know what I mean? There may be a, a sister who is a better shooter. So she trains us in firearms. There might be a brother who's a, a who's a, a martial artist who has those skills. So he leads that particular cadre. There may be a child who may have some type of uh, uh, art or, or skill that, that, that we can learn from. 
So the thing is, we humble ourselves and we say, you know what? No man is an island. Every last one of us uh, came into this world with some type of assistance. There was someone that pulled us out of our of our mom. You know what I'm saying? Out of our mother. You know what I mean? So we, we got to get into that mindset. It's really about us coming together and, and moving as a body and not as an individual. You know, I can uh, partially agree with what you said because you're right. Everybody can't be a leader, but God damn it. I wish people would lead themselves more than having these handkerchief head Negroes who call themselves politicians to be our leaders. And, you know, these modern day celebrities that's walking around here trying to assume leadership position. But you, you're definitely right. Everybody can't be a leader. What you think? I think there are still leaders to be made, though, or leaders to be, Grown. just be, to, to exist. I think, no, everybody can't be a leader. And no, everyone should not lead. And no, you should not, we should not be waiting for a savior or a leader of some sort to save us. But at the same time, it'd be nice if some leaders would step the fuck up, uh, for lack of better words, like we, some of us know we have abilities and we need to use them for the greater good. We have powers and we need to use them for good. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, we off the air, we were talking about civic duty and, you know, it, it, a lot of people believing that, you know, it's our civic duty to vote, but it's like, it's your civic duty not to litter or it's your, just your human duty. You being a part of this world to take care of this planet and to take care of your people. So, I think we should still be expecting each other to do better and holding more of us accountable. Maybe not so much, you know, you know, distant celebrities, you know, we shouldn't be expecting them to be responsible for us, but our immediate surroundings. Yes. I expect my people to hold me accountable and for me to do the same. At the same time, I think we got to remember too, that we are all victims of a serious trauma. Mm -hmm. We're all victims of, of the slave trade. You know what I mean? So, you know, the stress and, and depression and everything that's been passed down through our DNA, you know what I mean? That that's that's taking a toll. So we gotta be clear that everybody is not gonna be in a position to uh, you know, e even lead themselves because of the fact that again, you know, we need healing as a whole. We definitely need healing. I'm I'll be the first to say that mental illness is so real and that's why I'm I'm so pressed on emphasizing forgiveness because if you know someone is ill, like if you know somebody has bipolar disorder, then you know you need to like tiptoe around them because you don't want to set them off, right? And if we know that we're suffering from post-traumatic slave syndrome or, or disorder or whatever you want to call it, then you know that once like when we go to fuck off or uh have an attitude or don't want to buy black for some reason or have a problem with, you know, some, some, some of my own family members have a problem with me telling them that my, the true laundry detergent I'm selling is black owned. They're like, why you got to say it's black owned? I'm like, because I'm proud it's black owned. That's, 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 a, that's an illness. That's a mental disorder that's been programmed into our minds to be, to hate ourselves. And we need to treat that. We, there's a, necessary treatment that's why i love the name of the show necessary blackness because we need to overcompensate for you know our loss of identity and that healing is going to come and we're going to talk about that healing when we come back from this quick commercial break this is raheem shabazz and you're tuned in to necessary blackness podcast 
Necessary Blackness Podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Yeah. 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 They gave us Obama like, uh, yeah, it was gonna stop the fight. Uh, yeah, like it was gonna stop the cause. Folks still scraping, trying to find them some socks and drawers. Yeah, uh, and something to eat. The IRS is coming, so I'm back on these beats. Barack pushed hope. Reagan pushed dope. Clinton pushed something down a young gal's throat. Yeah, and since we talking about throats. White folks, what you know about ropes? Yeah, what you know about trees and men swinging from them that look like me? Uh, how you say that don't affect us? Tuskegee, how you let them infect us? Yeah, it's fear of the black semen putting sage on a page to eradicate these demons. This for Tulsa, Oklahoma, this for Rosewood. This for Philly when the cops bomb the whole hood. This for Harlem when the pigs stop and frisk. All my folks from the Congo tell Belgium, sucker, sucker. Boy, I wonder, nope, I meant Dick Grayson. I'm essential like the Moors, what a Mason. The push, the black push. Aborigines, I love you. Take back the bush. Oh, we back on presidents. George was so irrelevant, but he did send the country to hell and a lot of black folks to jail. If we blind, that's fine. I'll mind and I spit it in braille. Drop an f bomb in person, put that hole in the mail. Oh, pills, they're about to shut down. I was on my way to heaven, then I stopped and turned around. The government, yeah, it did shut down. I was on my way to heaven, but I stopped and turned around for my people. I try to never leave you. This is a war against evil. Knievel. Wash away these stains, you can't soak me in a tub full of bleach and brighten the shadows you left on my past or whiten those dark stones you placed on my path. Where is the love? Mentally institutionalized by a nation plotting our demise. Sickness is created for our numbers to be cut. Love is like And we are back. This is necessary blackness. Thanks for staying tuned. This is E Reporting Live. I'm sitting here with my brother Raheem Shabazz and Kalanji Jamachanga in the building. And we're talking about surviving these times. It's 2017. What are we supposed to be doing to be on the right track as far as on an individual basis and um, collectively for those of us who want to unite? What does what we're talking about? What does that success look like? What is unity look like for our, for us and ourselves and i'm sitting here with kalanji and raheem as i mentioned brothers what's going on how are how are you surviving these days what's on your agenda what's on your to-do list well I'll, i'm surviving as any other black man can survive um i just did an assessment right where i looked at where my money was going mm. and 65 percent of my my income was spent with a black owned business you know, certain things, yes. um, you know, for brand, uh, life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, some of them things, you have to spend money on that. So, 
I'm looking to where at least 75 to 85% of my income or the money that I spend monthly is spent on black businesses. So that's one way that I'm doing it. And there's some other things, you know, certain things that's understood don't have to be explained. Uh, basically, you know, just growing our family, growing our organization. One of our pieces for FTP is family ties principle. And basically with that, it just simply means that we are organizing with brothers and sisters who move like we move, you know, and advancing on that level. I think that one of the, the grave errors that our people make is they're looking to walk before they crawl. You know what I mean? They want to start flying before they learn how to jog. You know what I'm saying? And that that's unrealistic. So, you know, our thing is just being productive and being on point. Like they say, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I love I, I love talking about staying ready and I love talking about planning and being proactive. I, I push people to be proactive. And um, it's funny, when I was a teacher, I used to tell my children to stay ready so they don't got to get ready. Because when you're getting ready, you're wasting time, you know, uh, like when uh, whenever it snows, you see everybody going to the stores to get bread and canned goods and stuff like that. I'm like, you're not already stocked with water and canned goods. Like, so why why wait for this last minute rush? And haven't we already learned to do that? And unfortunately, some of us, you know, will get left behind because we'll be procrastinating, waiting for the last minute, and you know, thinking, oh, I can always, you know, just go to the store, you know, when I got off of work. And it's like, if you're not prepared, then stay in your lane. Let me stay in mine and move on. Um, but I want to talk more specifics and where people can go for those who are switching gears to staying ready as opposed to waiting to get ready. Um, you know, what are some search words they can look for? Because, you know, uh, some of these organiza- organizations aren't the easiest to find. You won't hear them on, you know, your mainstream radio stations getting interviewed. Well, um, with us, you can check us out at thepeoplesarmy.org thepeoplesarmy.org. And there you can find information on the Urban Survival Preparedness Institute, which which is, the name speaks for itself on that. The National Coalition to Combat Police Terrorism, FTP Movement, Seattle Youth Corps, and a number of other things that we're doing here in Atlanta and in various cities across the country. I would also say wherever you are, look for organizations in your area that are consistent, organizations who are experienced who've been doing things for years. You know, look for the farmers in your community. Look for the folks who are training in in indigenous martial arts. Look for the folks who are training our people on on dealing with black economics. You know, look for, you know, those those folks who are concerned with our survival. You know what I mean? And go from there. A lot of times, you know, our ego will tell us, you know, I'm about to start a new organization. You know, what I mean, there's so many different new organizations and it's it's crazy because most of these organizations have like one or two members and shit. You know what I mean? And it's like here in Atlanta. I remember there was a time that you knew all the organizations that existed. Nowadays, whenever there's a catastrophe, whenever someone's shot by the police or beat up or what have you, here comes another organization. And the ill thing about it is most of these organizations don't study. They don't study. They don't train. They don't practice. They talk a lot of shit. You know what I mean? I've had some of these newer organizers, if we call them that, some of these newer folks come up to me and, you know, we're, we're talking and they'll ask me some shit like, uh, I ain't never seen you do nothing in the community. I'm like, oh, okay. One particular brother, I asked him, I said, you know, well, how long have you been organizing? He said, huh, 
I've been organizing since uh, Mike Brown uh, was murdered. I said, yeah. He said, how long you been organizing? I said, shit, I was organizing before Mike Brown pants met. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So the thing is, it's it's not a, a ego trip. It's not a situation where we're saying that, you know, we know more than you, whatever, whatever. You know, man sharp and man like still sharp and still. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The best teachers in the world are better students. The best teachers are better students. The problem is nobody want to be a student. You know, I'm gonna quote KRS one, one of the one of the um the, the dopest freestyle hip hop artists I know, but you know, that's about it. A lot of times his philosophies be way the fuck off. But one thing he said, <laughs> one thing he said that I can agree with was that too many teachers spoil the school. And after a while you got blabbering fucking fools. And that's who we are today. We got a whole bunch of blabbering fucking fools. We got so many people that want to be uh, royalty. They want to be fucking uh, generals and shit and all kinds of other crazy shit. And, and it's, 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 it's outrageous. And we have people blindly following them because of the fact that our folks are into hype. They're into entertainment. You know what I mean? You know, the last poet said back in the day, our people like to party and bullshit and bullshit and party. And that's where we are right now. Kalanda, you're right. I, I appreciate that insight. I, and you've dropped a lot of jewels, as they say, uh, this evening on Necessary Blackness. I'm sure, you know, Raheem can agree. Uh, we'd love to have you back on the show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's my brother. You know, I'm thinking about coming back myself. Yeah, you know. it's an open door <laughs> policy. You know how we do. Hey, man, I'm grateful, man. But you know, I'm gonna quote the the the, the wise philosopher RZA from the Wu Tang Clan. You know, cash rules everything around this motherfucker. Hit that PayPal. I'll be back all day, <laughs> every day, brother. I'll be back. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But for now, just settle. Ah. But I just want to uh, reiterate some key points from this evening. For those just now tuning in or just skipping through, listening to the end of the show, um, the moral of the story is get your ish together get, and let's get together with those who want to get together. Uh, you know, gather with like minds and, uh, you know, their strength in numbers. I love what you said earlier, Kalanji, about, you know, the role of the artist. Uh, being uh, propaganda and, and that being just as important as the role of the gorilla, you know, and let's get together and play our parts. Let's, let's know our roles and play them well. Uh, last words, Raheem. Um, absolutely. I definitely agree with you when you were talking about the foolishness, you know, and the foolishness, it definitely has to stop. You know, one of the things that Marcus Garvey said was that intelligence rules the world and ignorance carries the burden. And you don't want to be a burden for your people, so y'all need to stop that foolishness and do like the brother said, get involved in the organization, get your politics right, and don't think just because you went to one or two protests, you know, that you're a revolutionary panther, because you're not a panther. You might be a cub, but you're not a panther. And with that, man, you know, I'm going to let y'all close it out. Hey, man, you know, quick, shameless self-promotion, a plug real quick. Go ahead, brother. You know, you all need to go to elementarygenocide.com and you need to pick up the documentaries, Elementary Genocide 1 and 2. I'm actually into, you know what I mean? So you can check me out in there. Also, you can pick up How to Build a People's Army, my book from that same site because it's going to be available at elementarygenocide.com for about a week. So pick up How to Build a People's Army on the elementarygenocide.com website as well. 
Awesome. Great info. You already know this e-report live. You can find me at the trap house hustling that true laundry detergent. Also at Bright Bubbles. I'm giving away true laundry detergent uh, actually this Saturday and next Saturday. So you can find me there. Uh, first 100 loads gets free detergent uh, just for, you know, breaking bread with black businesses, Bright Bubbles and true laundry detergent. Once you tell people what the trap house is, because people are going to hear that okay. at the trap house. Right. And what city is it? Yeah, right. We're city. in Atlanta for those in Atlanta because I know this is this show is going nationwide and worldwide uh, as we speak right now. But the Trap House of Atlanta is basically turning a negative into a positive. Uh, the owner, Jimmy, he's been a business owner in real estate and taxes. And he came upon this creative idea to create a trap house that is legit. It's a car wash, beauty salon, barbershop, uh, printing spot. So all your business card and poster flyer needs. Uh, and he also does uh, photo shoots and shoots music videos and edit. And he's a sick editor. His editing is amazing. You can um, find it on IG, uh, all examples of their work, uh, at Trap House ATL. And then also Bright Bubbles is in Atlanta off of, it used to be the old Mrs. Winners across from the penitentiary on oh, Boulevard okay. and McDonough. Uh, and that is a black-owned laundromat, uh, powerful dryers. I'm talking real powerful. And I'll be giving away true Laundry detergent, which is also a black-owned product. Um, you know, I'm about I'm about poweronomics and ethno aggregation. I'm, I'm about you know doing business with black businesses and, and getting us to keep that dollar circulating in our community. And you said this is free. Free laundry detergent. Y'all this Saturday, no better than that. Next Saturday, I'm giving away a hundred loads of laundry detergent for free. Y'all heard that? A hundred loads of laundry detergent. Make sure y'all check her out. And make sure y'all stay tuned in each and every Wednesday right here. Necessary Blackness Podcast, 6 p.m. Talanji, anything you want to say in your last closing words, my brother? Man, I just want to say, you know what I mean? Respect the dead. Fight for the living. Shout out to our ancestors. Shout out to all our OGs. Shout out to all our political prisoners. Shout out to all the freedom fighters out there that's putting in that work. My folks uh, sim around and the crew out in uh, Durham. You know what I mean? Our folks up in Tubman City, Baltimore. You know what I mean? My 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 FTP movement fan, fam, my uh, USPI fam. You know what I mean? The African Martial Arts crew. You know what I mean? And all, all our people out there putting in that soldier work. You know what I mean? From the cradle to the grave. You dig? Hey, this is Necessary Blackness. See you next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Necessary Blackness Podcast. Every Wednesday at 6 p.m with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought.